The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 80 podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Tack, and with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Klein. Hello, hello. Tack especially is very happy to be here. He keeps clapping about it. I am. Hello, you wicked, wicked monkey. <laughs> and on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, as we break down the bunch one episode at a time. What we do, Jimmy, as you know. Oh yeah, we take the episode. We do. We break it down with our bad selves. We go through a big misunderstanding, only to learn that lambs wear pink panties and some people just wag wieners out of frustration. I know I do. Well, for you, the listener. <laughs> well, I do it for everybody. <laughs> today's episode, we look at season five, episode 12, entitled The Elopement. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, Paramount Plus, and Amazon Prime. Hey, Jimmy, what's up? How many people do you think say Amazon Prime with us? Um, 12. Do you think there's people shouting in their cars, Amazon Prime, and people looking at them like they're crazy? <laughs> I hope so. Maybe we should do like a get we should do. And Amazon Prime. That way everybody can do it together and not be surprised on the timing. There you go. We can count it down. Be like three, two, one, and then not do it and see how many people do it like without And us. then they look stupid when they're trying to show off for a friend of theirs in the car. And then all the people in the cars around you be like, ha, ah, Tack and Jimmy didn't even say it. <laughs> Moron. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so how uh, was your week? It was fine as one, kind of chatty, you know what I'm saying? Hey, haven't heard that in a right. while. Well, in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about yours? Oh, mine was okay. I feel like I'm getting sick today. That's and so I do apologize if my voice sounds weird or maybe it sounds sexy. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, my son's been sick, so I think I'm getting it now, and that's not good. Well, that sucks. But it's nice that you share. Right. Yeah. Um, luckily, I I don't get sick that often. Like this may be the first time I've been sick since the pandemic even started. Nice. Yeah, and I think it's just a minor little cold. But um, I my son even had COVID, and I he sat with me all day long on the couch, and <laughs> we hung. <laughs> like we did not like quarantine in any way, and I still didn't catch it, but. I th- I'm pretty sure I had it before it was cool, before everybody talked about it. Um, the year that it came out, like about a month before, they, they started, people started talking about it in March, roughly. Yeah. Um, in February, I got really sick. And usually I'm the type of person where I'm sick and the worst of it lasts a couple of days. And then after that, I'm, I'm kind of back on my feet. And if I just sit around and give in, I feel even worse kind of thing. Uh, but this particular time, I was out of work for like a solid week. And that's not like me. And I was sick with it for like a month. I, I just couldn't shake it. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the symptoms they were talking about when they started discussing on the news, I'm like, yeah, that kind of sounds like what I had. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that I had it. Yeah. That's like our mutual friend, Ron. Like he caught it like in January before, way before it was cool. And he was out for like a month, yeah, a little over a month. 
couple of guys that I work with got the same whatever it is that I had, and they uh, ended up getting the antibody test later on, and it turns out that they actually had COVID. So hmm. I've never had the antibody test, but I'm you know I'm pretty sure I probably had it. Yeah. So yeah, this may be the first time we've ever talked about COVID on here. <laughs> <laughs> probably We're trying to stay like uh you know evergreen and stuff like that but uh you know try not to show our age <laughs> well in that case hey tech remember way back like god what was it like 2000 no 2020 i think maybe when what was it covid is that what they were talking about that's what was all covid <laughs> was no was that a thing that didn't go it was very like long, covid 13 or what was it i don't know it passed by so quickly i don't even remember it did yeah i remember all that though yeah, really it was not a big everything. deal. Yeah, people didn't make too much of a big deal about it or anything. Exactly. I See, now it's evergreen. Now, now, now it can keep going. There we go. Nice. There you go. He nailed it all the way around. Perfect. Yeah. Heck yeah. So what, what did you uh, what did you think of this episode? It was a little different, but what did you think of it? It was okay. I mean, um, it wasn't bad or anything, but I thought the coloring or grading seemed a little off or something in the episode. I don't know. I noticed that too. I wasn't sure if it was Hulu. Or what? Or maybe yeah. it was, I thought maybe it was just like, I don't know. But yeah, there was something weird about it. Definitely weird. Something weird. Yeah. Especially for a show that's in its fifth off. season. You'd think they would. Maybe they tried a new camera technique or something or yeah. new film. I don't know. But. Uh, but it was okay. There was a couple of funny little parts in it. Um, I thought uh, Flo Han actually did kind of good in this episode. She had a couple of funny faces and just reactions were pretty good. She wasn't as annoying. Her hair was irritating me. Like her fucking bangs were under in her face like she was a 13 year old boy or something so that was kind of irritating but <laughs> other than that it wasn't too bad hmm. yeah this episode we learned that alice has the patience of a saint like literally because if it was me <laughs> halfway through the episode i'd be like well you guys shut the fuck up about this what the hell you keep talking about elopement for get the fuck away from me leave me alone let me do my work so she's got way more patience than i would have. <laughs> yeah she takes that on sam though <laughs> Yeah. That's because she's impatient about something else, if you catch what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Sam's like, hey, what's your problem? And she's all like, I'm sorry, the fucking Brady's, I swear to God. <laughs> they seem like all fucking sweet and everything, but when you live with them 24-7, Jesus Christ. Well, now what it is is she wants to stuff Sam's sausage. Stuff it in her, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It seemed like uh, Mike and Carol were like attached at the hip through the whole episode. It did seem like that, didn't it? Even when Mike was trying to work, he's still turning around and entertaining Carol. Like, well, you know, like, what do you want to do? You're like, well, come on, man. Like, you're supposed to be the brains of the house. Turn around and get back to work and act like you don't have time for this, like you always do. Right. You notice that. I'm disappointed. You notice the first time in a long time there was a scene of him at the office. <laughs> it was yeah, like, yeah. fucking, you are smothering me. I need to get away. <laughs> I'm going to go to the office for a while. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to get one more use out of that office before they uh, went off the air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was I was kind of hoping that like at some point or something, Greg would walk in and be like, hey, I got my pictures developed for Kings Island. And they would just bring it back up again because, I mean, they have this cool vacation. And at no time do they go, man, that was such a fun vacation. You know, they don't even say that. They just act <laughs> like everything's normal again. Like it's annoying. <laughs> so. Yep. That was an experience. It's done. Don't let anybody yep. bring it up or oh, it's over. You get a little <laughs> bit of a callback. I mean, damn. <laughs> I mean, they went to they went to Hawaii. Got literally got kidnapped. <laughs> Actually, this is the first vacation they didn't get kidnapped. <laughs> You're right because it's like where where were they? Oh, the Grand Canyon. Like, and yeah, they yeah, got yeah. like well, the ghost got, town. Yeah, yeah, the ghost town. <laughs> and they got and they had a lover, 
And he like, like put him in jail. <laughs> yeah. And then they went to Hawaii and they had, hmm, and they got kidnapped by him too. Yes. So this is the first time that they didn't get kidnapped. <laughs> this is true. And why do they never talk about this shit? Like, like we were kidnapped by a crazy old yeah. man. And, and they don't I'm even bring that sure up. He was so, rapey. So huh? the hopes of them bringing up King's Island is gone. Like, if they're not going to bring <laughs> up being kidnapped in Hawaii or being kidnapped in the Grand Canyon, that's probably why they didn't bring it up because they didn't get kidnapped. <laughs> probably a letdown. They're like, well, damn. It seems like every other vacation was more exciting. I know, like, Tiger's <laughs> gone and they're like, nobody talk about Tiger. Exactly. Like, well, I, we haven't seen him in months. Like, don't bring him up. I bet if Mike passed away, they would just act like they never had a dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at the girls and their real dad. Where's he at? I don't know. <laughs> they don't seem to care. But maybe nope. he makes an appearance in this episode. Just saying. Maybe. Maybe so. Maybe we got a little. It's been a while since we've had a good conspiracy theory. Yeah. And I think uh, we got a decent one in this episode. So yeah. stay tuned for that. Heck yeah. Uh, all right. So let's take our first break. Okay. And uh, we have a little uh, listener contribution in this one. And we'll talk about that Very when we come nice. back. Hopefully it's not Mindy again. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just teasing. <laughs> All right, so when we come back, we're going to break this down and get into it, and uh, we'll be back. Okay. Coming in the fall of 2022... Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel inspired by the toys and cartoons of the 1980s. Click the link in today's show notes to preview now. The book follows 11-year-old Tommy Grant, who is trying to deal with some unfavorable circumstances in his otherwise tranquil life in rural 1980s Ohio. He retreats to the thing he loves most, the Order of Cosmic Champions. A long-running animated TV program and line of toys that provides Tommy with a much-needed boost of joy, especially when he discovers that the manufacturer is holding a nationwide create-a-character contest. The winning design will be made into an action figure and be sold the world over, with its creator becoming president for a day at the headquarters of the manufacturer. But when Tommy's character design loses out, his world begins to crumble, and you can only think of one way to fix it. Find the kid that submitted the winning design and try to convince him to help make Tommy's dream come true. Visit orderofcosmicchampions.com now where you can read about the inspiration for the new book. Watch the teaser trailer. Listen to the official theme song, Stand or Fall by Stan Bush. See action figure designs based on the Order of Cosmic Champions characters and sign up for updates on the novel's progress and upcoming release date. That's orderofcosmicchampions.com or click the link in today's show notes. Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel by Anthony Rapino and Anthony Great, coming in the fall of 2022.
And we are back. All right. So we get the Brady Bunch, Season 5, Episode 12, entitled The Elopement. Facts about the episode. It first aired on December 7th, 1973, written by Harry Winkler and directed by Jerry London. Nice. Hmm. And according to IMDb, in one scene, Mike and Carol are playing Scrabble on the table in the family room. The interesting thing is they are doing so without the benefit of a Scrabble board or even letter trays. Mike just has his tiles face down in a row in front of him, and Carol's are randomly distributed on the table. A few words have already been played in the center of the table, but again, no board. Hmm. In the scene when Greg and Marsha are in Sam's butcher shop, Greg is wearing the same shirt he wore in Cincinnati Kids. Nice. Well, we see that a lot where they wear the same shirt, especially yeah, yeah. Peter. Especially Peter, man, wearing that, that Mandarin rat snake shirt. <laughs> Sounds like a metal band or something. You guys are for Mandarin rat snake! All right, so you ready to get into this? I am ready to get into this. All right. So, we fade in. Hmm. I love it. Our story opens up with Jan and Marsha coming home from school from behind the carport for some reason. I don't know why they do that every once in a while. <laughs> when all of a sudden they hear bad organ music being played, they both stop and look around to find where it's coming from. They look over and see Bobby sitting playing with his organ. <laughs> do you, if you, read, organ, get it. if you read the synopsis, there's jokes like that all through this whole Is episode. That, yeah, it's good penis. <laughs> it's actually a red and yellow electric piano. Marsha looks at Jan and giggles as they walk over to him. As Bobby plays, he says, hi, how am I doing? Marsha says, well, I don't know who finally kicked you out of the house with that <laughs> thing, but I'm glad. Jan just laughs. Bobby, not seeing the humor, says, what do you know about music anyway? Marcia sarcastically says, oh, is that what that is? Bobby defensively says, my teacher likes it. Jan <laughs> says, well, how come she loaned you the organ and told you to go practice at home? Bobby sarcastically laughs at the girls as they both just giggle. The girls wander into the house as Bobby continues to finger his teacher's organ on the carport. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so we have a little contribution from Mindy in Aww. this episode. Okay. She decided to do audio clips this week. That way I didn't have to do a Southern Bale accent. Oh, so you must have really fucked up her voice then. Yeah. Actually, she was like, uh, thanks for making fun of my accent. And I was like, I don't even know what you sound like. <laughs> Is that what she said for us? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. well, she wasn't like offended, but she was just like, well, you made fun of my accent. And I was like, I didn't even know you had that accent. I was joking. <laughs> but anyway, so Mendy has this to say about the episode or that scene. In the scene where Jan and Marsha come upon Bobby playing <laughs> the organ in the garage, I couldn't help but wonder did he steal that from the Partridge family? That is the grooviest looking organ I have ever seen. <laughs> it's the grooviest, Jimmy. You were, you were straight up making fun of her accent, man. That's fucked up. <laughs> I wasn't though. I didn't even know what she sounded like. But no, she's like, when they came upon Bobby's organ, like, whoa, that's a big <laughs> like, accusation. You can't say shit like that on this podcast. What did Jane and Marsha do? <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) No, I thought the same thing. My note, uh, Mindy, is I love that organ, and I know Tech would, or no, I asked Tech. I said, Tech, would would you know? Would you like to get your hands on Bobby's organ? I'm just curious. (laughs) Um, I don't know. It's like vintage electric piano, maybe. I thought it was a clavinova at first, so I looked it up, and I don't think it was a clavinova, but it sounds really cool. I like it. Hmm. Similar to like what they used in the doors and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. Or anyway. All right. Scene two. <clears throat> Inside the house, Alice is on the phone in the kitchen. She says, sure, I can keep a secret, Sam. What's the secret? Sam on the other end at the at his butcher shop says, well, you met my cousin Clara, huh? Alice says, yeah, so? Go on. And Sam says, well... Well, she wants us to be the best man and maid of honor. She's eloping. <laughs> Alice, all excited, exclaims, eloping? Sam, all worked up, says, Alice, I told you this was a big secret. Will you shush? <laughs> Meanwhile, Jan and Marsha have come into the family room and are eavesdropping on Alice's conversation. Alice goes on, this is so exciting, Sam. When is it going to be? Sam says, they elope next Sunday. That way I won't interfere with our Saturday night bowling date. Alice says, oh, that's great. I'd even give that up for an elopement. What a surprise, Sam. Jan and Marsha look at Mr. Furley and each other and smile. Oh, don't give me that. I heard. (laughs) (laughs) Now you listen here. (laughs) Sam goes on. Say, Alice, as long as we're going to be maid of honor, you're probably going to want to wear something special, right? Alice, all giddy at the idea, says, for an occasion like this, I'll buy the fanciest dress in town. Sam says, swell. Well, see you Saturday night at 8 o'clock for bowling. Alice says, oh, I'll be ready and waiting. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. She wants to play with his balls. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Alice then hangs up the phone and turns around to see Marsha and Jan standing there. Alice says, oh, hi, girls. How was school? Marsha says, oh, uh, dull compared to what? Seems to be going on around here. <laughs> Someone's been messing around. <laughs> Alice looks around and says, around here? Oh, you mean with Sam? Marsha says, yeah, with Sam. Alice, <laughs> Alice says, we were just talking about our big bowling date. Sam and I are in the semifinals for the mixed doubles tournament. The girls look at each other and just giggle. <laughs> Jan says, sure you are. Alice, not getting the joke, asks, what's so funny about bowling? Marcia says, nothing. We understand, Alice. The girls just giggle at each other again, this time making Alice just roll her eyes and walk away. (laughs) After Alice leaves, Jan says, what do you think? Marcia says, what do I think? I know. Alice and Sam are eloping. Jan says, oh, wow. Marcia adds, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> so, does that mean like Alice is getting an award or something? What do you mean an award? Because like she's being like given an award. She's like the maid of honor. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> or maybe it was Honer. Maybe she has to like you know like calibrate something. <laughs> or maybe it was Homer. Like Homer, like go. <laughs> I, I need you to be my maid. <laughs> Donuts. You know, like that kind of. <laughs> yeah. 
don't know. Um, <laughs> so it's a made made for Homer. That's what it's supposed to be. So, so my note says. So Sam has issues with Alice getting too loud. Nice. Hmm. Hell yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> I told you, keep it down. It's like, Damn, whoa, shush, woman. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, <laughs> this next one I said, and also to Jan and Marsha, bowling is not a fucking joke. <laughs> bowling is serious. That's right. Oh, teasing. Um. <laughs> but yeah, this again. This this reminds me of Alice. You can't elope. It's just, it's just funny. Hey, Colin Cantaloupe, you mountain head. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Scene three. Later that evening, Mike and Carol are playing Scrabble in the family room with no board. Marcia <laughs> and Jan sit with them as Carol asks, what makes you think Alice and Sam are eloping? Marcia says, well, we sort of overheard a phone conversation between them. Mike immediately asks, you mean you were eavesdropping? Jan says, no, not at all. Honest. Carol says, well, anyway, you two could be jumping to conclusions. <laughs> Marcia says, but Alice even used the word elope. Mm-hmm. And she was all excited about it. Mm-hmm. Mike, trying to stay out of it, says, well, if Alice were going to elope, I'm sure she would be considerate enough to tell us she was going to be gone. Unless, of course, Sam asked her to keep it a secret for some reason. Carol says, Right. And it's strictly their own business and none <laughs> yeah, of okay, ours. Girl. Okay. <laughs> Marcia thinks for a second and says, maybe Alice just has to be coaxed a little to tell us. Mm. Mike, tired of hearing about gossip, says, girls, if Alice wants to tell us, she'll tell us. <laughs> he claps in their face. <clears throat> Carol, once again, adding in her wisdom, says, right. Like I said, it's their own business and none of ours. She looks at the girls and adds, snooping is a definite no-no. Tell me you didn't want her her pull Mr. Garrett and be like, girls, girls. <laughs> girls, girls. So my first note is, you know, I, I'm, you know Carol's thinking, you know, as long as she elopes with her fucking uniform on. <laughs> like, like what? <laughs> like they're acting like this is the bit. I mean, I think the only reason Alice lives there is because she can't afford to live on her own. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't right. think she's living there because Carol and, and Mike are inflicting this on her. I think that was just part of the job kind of thing. Because when yeah. she went to the other lady, remember when she had her little friend when she thought she was quitting? That lady yeah. made it clear that she didn't live with him. Like, she went home at the end of the day. Like, she had her own house. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if if Alice and Sam, Alice and, yeah, Alice and Sam were to get married, it'd be easy for her to just show up in the morning leave after dinner. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's a thing. People can do that. So anyways, um, <laughs> right. Did Carol really say snooping is a no, no. Just a couple of weeks ago, she wouldn't <laughs> stop know. snooping in Mike's grocery bags. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So my only other note says that Carol said, uh, snooping is a no, no, you know, like a liar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And you know it's going to eat Carol alive, not knowing what's going on. I don't know what eats Carol more, Mike or curiosity. (laughs) I just made that up. It's amazing. You truly are a gift. I know. All right. Scene four. Later in the kitchen, Carol not being able to take it anymore, sits with Alice at the table showing her pictures from her and Mike's wedding. 
Not from their vacation at King's Island, Tech. <laughs> no, from their wedding. Bring, they're not allowed to bring anything up that no. happened in the past. Carol the said, unless the wedding, yeah. Carol says, look, here's Mike and me on our honeymoon. Alice, while flipping through a book of dresses, says, yeah, no shit. I was there, stupid bitch. <laughs> no, she looks at it and says, now that's a romantic picture. And then looks back at her dress book. <laughs> Carol, still smiling, looks through more wedding pictures from her special day and says, did you know that our original plan was to elope secretly? Mm. Alice simply says, yeah, that's that's what makes an elopement an elopement. Carol nods and continues, of course, we had to change our minds. And well, we figured somebody would find out. She leans in towards Alice and asks, did you know that very few people can keep a secret? (laughs) Alice, still looking at dresses, says, yep, zippers weren't invented for lips. (laughs) Any kind of lips. (laughs) You know what I'm saying. Carol, not giving up, says, I must say, though, I've always been able to keep a secret. Alice says, that's good. Like you say, not too many people can. Carol goes on, well, I mean, if someone close to me were planning an elopement, she could trust me implicitly. She leans into Alice again and adds, if you know what I mean. And I think you do. And I think you do. Alice closes her book, looks at Carol, and just smiles and nods. (laughs) She gets up from the table, thinks for a second, and stops. She turns around and delicately asks, Mrs. Brady, are you concerned that that some member of the household is planning a secret elopement? Carol smiles at Alice and says, well, it's a possibility. (laughs) Alice says, yeah, I suppose so. But as far as I know, Marsha isn't even going steady. Carol just drops her photo album, sighs. And rolls her eyes at her stupid, stupid maid. (laughs) I don't get why she she just doesn't straight up and ask her if she's eloping. Or, like, who gives a shit? Like, because what does she say? Well, I I can't tell. It's a secret. You know, it's like, who gives a shit that the maid's boyfriend's cousin is getting married? Like, nobody cares. These are people they've never met before. (laughs) I know. Okay. I'm positive they don't know each other or even give a shit, even if they nope. did. Yeah, my note is similar. My note says, gee, women passing hints. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. That that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Exactly. <laughs> scene five. Mike's work is the setting for our next scene. And we haven't been here in a long time. Not That's since true. Detective Carol <coughs> and Alice are trying to solve the mystery of the typewriter in season That's one right. finale. Yeah. Lost Locket, Found Locket. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So anyway, Mike sits at his desk working and completely unbothered by Carol for a change. Just then the phone rings. I thought for sure it was fucking Carol. I thought for I knew it was gonna <laughs> yeah. be Carol. But it wasn't. <laughs> Mike picks it up, says, Hello, Mike Brady. Hey, Sam, what can I do for you? Sam on the other end at the butcher shop says, Well, Mr. Brady, you being an architect and all, I was wondering if I might ask you a question housewise. Mike says, Sure, Sam, fire away. Sam says, Well, you see, I have this friend who's planning on getting married. Mike smiles and says, Oh, anybody we know? Sam goes on, 
No, no, just a friend. But anyway, he doesn't have a lot of loot, so he's looking around for some nice low-cost housing. Mike says, I see him. Well, Sam, now this friend of yours, when's he planning on getting married? Sam says, well, the elopement, uh, I mean, the wedding will be pretty quick now. Mike's eyes widen as he says, oh, yeah? Well, I think I understand. Um, Sam, let me check around with a few brokers and I'll get back to you, okay? Sam says, gee, thanks a lot, Mr. Brady. I really appreciate that. Mike says, oh, not at all. Oh, Sam, would you tell the bride and groom that my wife, myself, and all of our children wish them health and happiness and good fortune? <laughs> Sam says, thanks a lot, Mr. Brady. I'll tell them what you said. Bye. Mike hangs up and smiles with joy. And then Joy stands up, wipes her mouth, and asks, Will that be all, Mr. Brady? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a play on words, Jimmy. <laughs> no, Sam says, After he hangs up, he says, That was very nice of them to be so happy for my cousin Clara. Mm. You know, in case, like, us viewers forgot. <laughs> yeah. So... Doesn't Sam deliver meat to the house? Like, if so, why wouldn't he just talk to Mike in person? And instead of bugging him while he's trying to work. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> why would he call him at work when he just talked to him face to face? Yeah, it's kind of weird. He calls him at work. Yeah. Like, he has, like, Mike's, like, work number. Apparently. Well, this is back in the days where you could pick up the phone and just all the operator would be like, Susan? Hey, this is <laughs> Sam at the butcher shop. Yeah, can you give me Mike's number? No, Mike Brady. Like it's, it was one of those kind of things. This is L.A. This isn't like Mayberry. Well, that's yeah. exactly how that's we what do it seems Mayberry. like, yeah. Hey, um, Sarah? Hey, Sarah, can you put me through to, you know, freaking Florence, whatever his name was? Who was the, um, who was the, who was the, the barber? I, I didn't watch it. No. You know. You know his name it, still. It, <laughs> why would I know the barber's name in Mayberry? I don't know because he was a famous <laughs> character. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. But um, no, my only other note is um, Sam still hasn't got that damn freaking door fixed. I noticed that too. He got the window fixed though, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll fix this before somebody else gets stuck in it. Gee, I wish you weren't well, he a liar. Knows. You know, he doesn't have any more employees though. He's not <laughs> That's stupid enough why. to do it. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll make sure nobody else gets stuck in here again. I just won't hire any more help. Exactly. <laughs> So see, anyway, that's proof right there. They don't even know them. He's like, anybody we know? And Sam's straight up, nope. You have no <laughs> idea who these people are. They're just friends of mine. Or really, But they're not cousin. friends of his. It's his cousin. Yeah. So once again, who gives a shit if the butcher's fucking cousin gets married or eloping? You know? <laughs> and what is, what is Sam talk like a 1940s Chicago crime boss? Like, he don't have no loot. He's getting hitched to this dame, <laughs> looking with some broad, you know. <laughs> and since Mike is an architect, I'm sure he knows all about real estate. Like, I don't know if that really lined up. You know, it's kind of like an actor. They act on TV, so they should be able to fix TVs. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. hey, you're an actor on TV. Something's wrong with mine. Like, can you? <laughs> That's like, who was it? It was one of the um, uh, blue collar comedy tour guys. No, no, it was, uh, um, oh, what was his name? Um, that, that comedian that passed away, he was on that 70s show. Um, Mitch oh, Hedberg. Oh, Mitch Hedberg, yeah. He used to do a joke like that. He's like, people keep coming to me asking, hey, you're a pretty funny comedian. 
you know, can you, uh, can you write us a script? <laughs> like that's like going to a chef and be like, can you farm? That's <laughs> right. <It's just, laughs> yeah. I'm a chef. Do you farm? Yeah. That's <laughs> the same kind of thing. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it makes sure if he's talking like a 1940s Chicago cry boss, yeah. what, what, what kind of meats he serving? Um, I think it's his regular meat, but I think he's probably laundering money. I think I think it's other. people they're trying to get rid of. Oh shit! Hmm. I mean, this is not like, the this is not the theory we were talking about, but this might be a new one. No, but he had like wieners and sausages and shit. Just saying, <laughs> mix that shit in with other meat, and people won't tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. We're gonna keep an eye on that one. So, despite what Carol says, she has had other men in her mouth. <laughs> Just saying. It's kind of gross, but it's true. <laughs> right. Scene six. Back on the carport, we catch Bobby pounding on his organ. He fingers away <laughs> while Peter and Cindy watch. Bobby asks, how am I doing? How am I doing? Cindy says... Sounds awful, but you're doing it a lot faster. <laughs> Peter smiles and adds, So it's awful for less time. Sorry. <clears throat> Bobby sarcastically says, Hardy har har. Peter just laughs. Cindy says, If you knew what I knew, you'd be practicing the wedding march. Hmm. I don't know. It just seemed appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Peter asks, what do you know what we don't know? Cindy asks, you promise not to tell anybody else? Bobby asks, does anybody else know? Cindy says, sure, everybody knows. But Alice doesn't know that we know. Peter asks that we know what? Cindy looks around and then whispers that she and Sam are eloping. Peter, surprised to hear this, repeats, eloping. Bobby repeats, too, eloping. <laughs> so. Oh, sorry. Eloping. <laughs> so hmm. is he trying to learn to play? Because he doesn't have any music or anything. Like He's just, like, pounding away and shit. Like, <laughs> he was like, just figuring stuff out. He was doing yeah, all right, right though. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of strange. All right. Scene seven. Back at the butcher shop, Sam helps out a customer dressed head to toe in a priest's uniform. He says, and what can I do for you today, Reverend? Reverend says, oh, half a pound of ground round and tell your cousin Clara to be at the house eight o'clock promptly. I have another wedding at nine. Sam repeats, half a pound of ground round and eight o'clock shop for Clara. As Sam weighs his meat, the Reverend asks, <laughs> do they want a single or a double ring ceremony? Sam tells him, double. Oh, I got a nice fresh fillet of soul, Reverend. Interested? The Reverend quickly quips, I'm always interested in soul, Sam. (laughs) 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 Sam just laughs and says, I'll weigh you up a couple of nice slices. Just then, Greg walks into the butcher shop with a date. Nope, sorry. It looked like a date. (laughs) It's Marsha walking (laughs) a little too close. To him for siblings, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Greg says, 
Hi, Sam. Hi, Reverend. They all greet each other, and Sam asks, What brings you by? Marcia says, Alice asked us to stop by after school so we can pick <laughs> up her order. Sam says, Oh, fine. I'll be right with you. After Sam walks away to finish the Reverend's order, he turns to the kids and asks, How's the family? Greg says, Oh, fine. Thanks. The Reverend says, Good. Greg turns and smiles at Marcia and asks, So, uh... Any good weddings lately, Reverend? <laughs> the Reverend says, seems like I'm tying more knots than a troop of Boy Scouts, Greg. Greg asks, what are you doing with a troop of Boy Scouts, Reverend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, but uh, Marsha asks, do you have any more coming up soon? <laughs> Reverend's like, Boy Scouts? No. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend says, you never know, Marsha. Seems like it's open season on grooms. <laughs> Sam returns to the reverend's order and adds in, yep, one never knows, huh, reverend? He looks at his meat and says, let's see, that'll be three fifty. Reverend asks, that much? Sam says, well, like they say, it's better to give than to receive. The reverend pulls out his cash and says, like they also say, do not covet thy neighbor's wallet. Then the reverend leaves the shop. Hmm. Sam looks at Greg and Marsha and tells them that he'll get Alice's order and will return in a minute. Marsha looks at Greg and says, this really cinches it, Greg. Can't do that. You got to cinch him. Yeah, we told you to cinch him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Greg snickers and says, the reverend is proof positive. Hmm. <clears throat> Single or double ring? I questioned about that too, but then I thought about it. And I was like, okay. So... I'm guessing like maybe it's like a single ring ceremony would be like, now you take this ring and you repeat after me, place the ring on her finger, but okay, now you, or maybe that's a double. I don't know. But a single, I guess maybe they do at the same time. Oh, maybe. Because I'm sitting there thinking like husbands wore rings back then, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So also, how is it Greg and Marsha – on a first name basis with the Reverend. They're not. They called him Reverend. Right, but he knew their names. Oh, oh. Well, you know, when they go to church like once a year. But it doesn't make any sense because they don't show them going to church all the time. So the Reverend's like, hey, Greg. Hey, Marsha. Like, <laughs> I don't um, know. I mean, they went one time in the one Christmas episode. That's <laughs> it. So also because they saw the Reverend at the butcher, that means that they're correct. Well, I mean, maybe it's just like more circumstantial evidence. You know, yeah. it's like, I don't know. Okay. But um, my last note is, so is the Reverend like not supposed to eat meat? Like, <laughs> well, the Reverend was at the butcher shop, right, to buy meat. What do you, like, he's not, he's supposed to be vegetarian because he's a Reverend? Like, <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. Scene eight. In the family room, the girls are standing in height order, no less, so they look like the <laughs> AT&T symbol. <laughs> right. Next to Mike and Carol, who are seated at the table. Carol says, Cindy, it doesn't necessarily mean anything just because you saw Alice coming out of Sandal's dress shop. Besides, what's wrong with her uniform? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was right. <laughs> Cindy says that, that wasn't in the show, was it? No, I wrote it. Like, okay, because <laughs> I can see Carol be like, "What? What does she need to dress for? She's got a perfectly good uniform. Like, she doesn't need to fucking dress." Right? She's like, "I need a dress. 
you know, when my high school boyfriend comes and visits, but Alice has a perfectly <laughs> good uniform. She doesn't need another dress. Um, no, Cindy says, yes, but Marcia and Jan heard her and say the dress was for a quote unquote special occasion. Jan adds, that's exactly what she told Sam over the phone. Marcia says, and what about Reverend Melbourne at Sam's butcher shop? Carol turns to Mike and asks, what do you think, Mike? Mike thinks for a second and says, well, there's also the phone call I got from Sam. Marcia says, what did he want? Mike goes on. He wanted my help in finding a house for a friend who was getting married soon. Jan says, people always say friend when they're talking about themselves and they don't want anybody to know. Marcia says, or George Glass. No, Cindy says, that's what I always say. Mike adds, Sam almost let the word elopement slip out once. Cindy's eyes get wide as Carol says, you know something? If this were a trial, I think we've got enough evidence for a conviction. Jan says, right. Alice is guilty of marriage. Marsha gets all giddy and says, Alice and Sam. Cindy, thinking like an adult for some reason, suggests, hey, maybe we can buy our meat at wholesale now. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Carol hey, says, I bet you we can do a full tax reform. after." <laughs> Carol says, there's still one thing about this elopement we don't know. When is it going to take place? Just then, Alice walks in from the kitchen and apparently hasn't heard a word from across the countertop and says, <laughs> excuse me, folks. The, the girl should screeches back. Screech. I'm just a geek with a squeaky voice. <laughs> the girls, <laughs> the girls spin around with big smiles on their faces, along with Mike and Carol. Alice goes on. Mr. and Mrs. Brady, I was wondering. Alice, taken aback by all the smiling stares, stops talking, looks at them and says, <laughs> is anything wrong? Carol, acting like Carol, acting like creepy smiles are normal, says, um, not at all, Alice. Mike asks, what makes you say that? Alice, <laughs> keeping it real, says, well, the way you were staring at me, I thought maybe I'd left my face in the other room. <laughs> The girls walk over to her as Marcia says, oh, Alice, you look positively radiant. Jan adds, your eyes are twinkling and your cheeks are glowing. Cindy says, you'll make a beautiful bride. Marcia looks at Cindy sternly and nudges her. Cindy corrects herself, uh, someday. Alice hmm. says, uh, yeah, sure, someday. She turns back to Mike and Carol and says, um, but when I wanted to ask you folks, Okay, if I take Saturday night off, Carol nudges Mike with a smirk as Mike says, this Saturday? Carol asks, any special reason, Alice? Alice says, oh, that's right. I forgot how I have to justify my one day off a year to my bosses. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. She deserved that. Exactly. <laughs> no, she says, yeah, Sam and I are in a big bowling tournament. Carol smiles and asks, bowling, huh? Carol <laughs> giggles as Mike giggles back. 
That's what the lady said. Bowling. (laughs) The girls all join in on the chuckles as Marcia says, bitch said bowling. (laughs) Jan just laughs. Cindy questions, bowling? Marcia looks at her and says, yeah, bowling. Cindy shouts, oh, bowling. (laughs) And then still doesn't get it. The (laughs) The girls then run off, leaving Alice to ask the question. What's so funny about the word bowling lately? Mike says, Alice, of course you can have Saturday night off. In fact, you can have the whole day off. Carol gets up and walks over and is like, let's not jump to conclusions. She just (laughs) needs the night off. No. Um, (laughs) Carol gets up and walks over. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. We never talked about this. (laughs) What are we going to do about breakfast and lunch? Like, come on now. (laughs) What are you really going to be doing? Like just sitting in your room. Do you really want salads for breakfast breakfast. and lunch? Is that really what you want, Mike? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Another breakfast salad. (laughs) Carol gets up and walks over to her and happily says, Alice, we couldn't be happier about your bowling date. (laughs) Yeah. I just, she's allowed to have the whole day. God bless them. That's That's sweet. I wish I had bosses. Let me have one day (laughs) off a year. God, that'd be amazing. Um, (laughs) These are the pants that Jan wore at Kings Island. Oh, okay. Remember, because they were making we were making jokes about how the the tubes blend in with her pants. Well, you did. I didn't notice the oh. pants. So. Um, <laughs> so I put down. They're all laughing because bowling is code for finger and Sam's bowling balls and hitting that bowling pin. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, I'm, I'm but. Juvenile. <laughs> It's like, Jimmy, bowling's not a joke. That's right. You said it. (laughs) Scene nine. Meanwhile, out on the carport, once again, Bobby sits alone at night, fingering his organ. (laughs) He's attempting to learn and play the wedding march. Alice, Mike, and Carol still standing in the family room overhear the tune. Alice walks over to the sliding glass door and asks, What's that tune Bobby is trying to play? And how can I hear it so easily, seeing that there's glass in this window? <laughs> it sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> That's the kind of tone it was. <laughs> like she was going to have flashbacks from Nam or something. <laughs> <laughs> like she had, like like she's um, uh, Wolverine, and it's reminding her of how she had the surgery or something. Wait a minute, <laughs> that music. <laughs> like she's been hypnotized, and that's her like cue. Carol looks at Mike and walks over to Alice at the window and says, Alice, if you're thinking of the wedding march, it doesn't sound like it to me. <laughs> Mike gets up from the table and says, I think I better get them before the neighbors do. Mike walks outside through the sliding glass door. Carol says, honest, Alice, it doesn't sound a thing like the wedding march. And awkwardly laughs, and Alice is left confused. Hmm. My only note is, Carol is so fucking stupid. She's so fucking dumb. She's like, um, you know where like Cindy gets it from. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Okay. Scene 10. Up in the master bedroom. Ooh. Hell yeah. Mike's walks, Mike walks out of the bathroom and says, you know, I also think Alice should take a week or so off for the honeymoon. 
Yeah, Carol's like, know. all right, that is enough. <laughs> <laughs> we need to discuss things. Carol's like, fine, but I'm going to hire somebody else. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm not filling in for him. Carol, while sitting, <laughs> Carol, while sitting at her vanity, brushing her hair, says, we'll insist. First thing in the morning, I'll call the employment agency and try to get a temporary replacement. Carol thinks for a second and then has a thought. She says, Mike, you don't think Alice will leave us after she's married, do you? Mike says, oh, no. I think she would have told us by now. Carol sets her brush down and says, well, what puzzled me is why Alice doesn't tell us about the elopement. Mike says, well, maybe she and Sam think that we'd make a big deal out of it if we knew. Carol says, well, of course we'd make a big deal out of it. Alice means a great deal to us. While crawling into bed, Mike says, yes, but honey, maybe they don't want a big reception. Carol, still not letting this go, says, well, it doesn't have to be a big reception, just a small family reception. She smiles and says, you know, Mike, I was thinking. Mike, a little worried, says, uh-huh. I kind of figured you were. <laughs> I smelled something. <laughs> Carol smiles and says, boy, are Sam and Alice going to be surprised when they walk in on their own reception? No. She leans over and turns off the lamp. Mike just rolls his eyes. Mm-hmm. So my only note says one problem. Who's going to do the work, Carol? You're made <laughs> like this is your maid. <laughs> like you sure is fucking going to do it. Like who's going to get all this shit together? <laughs> Hey, Alice, we have um, a friend coming over later. We want to set up. You know, you have a friend that's eloping. Well, so do we. It's the weirdest thing. We have one, too. (laughs) Carol is so fucking stupid. She's so dumb. All right. Well, this is where we take our next break. So Sam and Alice have a bowling date coming up, but the Brady brood seems to think they're sneaking off to elope. And now Carol wants to plan a surprise reception for them. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. (laughs) We'll be back. comic book fan we've got a few questions for you were you obsessed with x-men as a kid did you stand in line to get a copy of the death of superman in the black poly bag did you buy every image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves then have we got the show for you Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation. In our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more! You'll get mini-episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app, and remember to keep your books bagged and boarded.
And we are uh, back. Ooh, that was a good break. Mm-hmm. Man, that was that. Mm. I don't even know what you would call that, but all, literally all I could see was like your lower back. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing. Like, I, what, what would you call that move? Like, um, the um, the transfunctional. Oh, okay. My, I'm not done yet. Oh, the transfunctional microbiopic chin flip. I wouldn't went with the Turkish jockstrap, but that's just, just that's just me. That's just me. That's okay. That's cool. Damn it, yours is better. <laughs> so in, in this episode, uh, they talk a lot about obviously about eloping, right? Yeah. Have you or anybody you ever met eloped? <laughs> like, have, do people really do that? Like, have you ever heard? Do you have any friends that have or that you know? Um, well, I guess you could say I did. I'm from my first wedding. Okay. How, like, how did that, like, what, what brought you to the decision? Like, what would bring somebody to the, to the decision to elope? Like, why, why would you choose that route? Well, I don't know why anybody else would choose it, but I chose it with my uh, first wife because um, we were planning a trip to Las Vegas okay. with another so couple. So you were going to this, Las Vegas regardless? Yeah. Okay. And it was another couple that also weren't married. And so okay. we kind of made a joke like, we should all get married in Vegas. Like, how cool four people be? can't get married to each other, Ty. What? Four people oh, can't oh, get married to each other. Four F-O-U-R. <laughs> um, no, like, you know, like I would marry Nikki and then oh, he would okay. marry his. Yeah. So <laughs> No, Jimmy. No, see, it, it's not all four people getting married to each other. <laughs> Me and Nikki. I was like, oh, Okay. It's just funny how you explain that. That's funny. It's funny that you explain that. <laughs> yeah, I know. What's well, funny were, is I explained it. Because you were like, you were like, no. <laughs> no <laughs> when you explained it. You- well, what's funny is you explain, then I explain, and then you're, and then you explaining it, and then you know. I know. <laughs> what makes it even more funny is that the joke keeps going on, yeah. and I'm explaining that the jokes. Anyway. This is the joke that never. Ends. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so <laughs> I was planning a trip with this other couple, um, mm-hmm. and uh, we we're like, "Hey, wouldn't it be funny if we all got married?" And so we're like, oh, my God, let's totally do that. So um, we went out there and, and you know, we did. It was a very, obviously, a very small wedding. It was only four of us. <laughs> they witnessed ours and we witnessed theirs and that was it, you know. And we told a few people, you know, when we were going out there that we were going to do it. Um, like, Jimmy, you knew. You knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and there's a few other people that knew, too. And, um, and then so, like... And my mom, I think I told her, I was like, oh, we might do this. She's like, you better not, you know. Go <laughs> and I think your sister probably knew too, right? Because you and your sister yeah. are pretty close, yeah. <clears throat> and um, so we got back like, did you guys get married? And we were like, showed the rings. They're like, oh, congratulations. You know, so she wasn't that mad, but I get it. But my daughter also eloped as well. She got oh, married. Really? She was married nice. for like months and we didn't even know it. <laughs> That's what so. And uh, we think that she said, well, we just eloped. We just went to the, you know, like courthouse or whatever, which I don't think that's true. I don't know for sure. I think everybody on his side of the family was probably there. Oh, so you don't <laughs> think she wanted you guys there? I don't know. I think she thought that we would not agree to it. Okay. Like that matters right. anyway, but but that's not true at all. When I explain, I think she knows now, like she right, knows right. now that we wouldn't have tried to stop her or something. We had the, the but, old school big wedding. 
Yeah. And we went kind of old school on it. Um, so, so did the other couple end up getting married or no? Yeah. 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 They got married. Yep. We got married. Did mm-hmm. it continue to the wedding night? If you catch what I'm saying. Did ours? No. All four of you got or married. Did there- <laughs> all, all, I know people are wondering this. They want to know. All four of you got married. <laughs> well, not to we're each all, other once again. No, but you were all four present. We're all four of you. Not we're all four of you present on the wedding night too. If you catch what I'm saying, like no, no. It's okay. If, it's we okay were, if you saw his penis, bro. It's okay. It's all right as long as you didn't like stare at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but although we were all in the same hotel room, okay. So, but nothing like we didn't witness them. They didn't witness us or anything. But we were like, man, we have to like consummate the marriage now. And so, like, we just took turns of leaving the hotel room. <laughs> Where did you go? Well, we were in Vegas. Oh, 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 no. So, okay, I, I get what you're saying. Okay, so you didn't so, have, yeah. like, an all-out, you know, gang fest, like, for your wedding? No, no, no definitely That's not. boring. No. <laughs> people were wanted. I I had to ask for the people at home. I had to ask. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, right. I, um, Besides, I don't think I would have told you anyway, because what happens in Vegas this is true. Just saying. So it did happen is what you're saying. <laughs> no, I didn't know. You had a little uh, little hurricane evacuation is what you had. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Oh, uh, yeah. We do, we do this. What do we do? A Turkish roundhouse? No, what do you, we do? you know what that means. You know what that means. <laughs> Turkish um, jockstrap. Was that? No, it was a Turkish jockstrap, yeah. But no, you you know what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know anybody that's ever eloped or even talked about eloping. I wasn't sure if that was still a thing. You don't know anybody? I literally told you me well, I mean, and my daughter. <laughs> besides that, like I've never, it's not a very common thing, I don't think, right? No. I mean, I, I know I people that so. have gone to the courthouse, but yeah. I don't know if you would count that as an elopement. Because in my mind, like Alice even says in this, like having it be secret is part of the elopement. That's what an elopement is. Like just going to yeah. the courthouse and not having a ceremony, to me, that's not eloping. That's still getting married. But yeah. It's if you purposely keep it a secret. Like my sister-in-laws, they went to the, the courthouse to get married, mainly because they were afraid the law would be overturned and they wanted to take advantage of it while it was active, um, thinking that it may mm. be a limited amount of time. So they went to the courthouse and, he, and got, you know. Are you referring to gay marriage? Yeah, yeah. My, yeah, I said oh, my sister-in-laws. Oh, oh, yeah. I missed it. I um, knew what you're talking about, but I feel like our listeners wouldn't oh, know what sorry. you're talking it's, about. It's, it's calm. It, I mean, it's normal in my family. Um, yeah, I have two sister-in-laws that are married to each other. And um, when they passed the, the law here in Florida, uh, they went ahead and, and went to the courthouse to get it done as quickly as possible with a planned ceremony later on. Um, but I don't think that counts as an elopement, right? What I find What I find weird and interesting at the same time is that we even have a word for it, a secret wedding. Yeah. Why would somebody have a secret wedding? Well, I mean, I would imagine like, like when I was in high school, right? My senior year, I dated a girl, very short girl. You know who I'm talking about. Um, yeah. And she wanted to get married. She never proposed, but she yeah. wanted to get married. And um, had we gone through with it because we were still in high school, and we, it, this would have been soon after we graduated, we probably would have eloped because I don't see any other way to do it. Like there was, I mean, we, neither one of us yeah. had a job yet. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I could see a scenario like that, 
Like if you knew your family would be against it and you don't really have that much money, you don't have much of a choice. Just keep it a secret and go. That way, by the time anybody has anything to say about it, it's already done. Legally, it's already done. Yeah. So I could I could see that scenario playing out. Yeah. I figure that's what all elopements probably are. I because, I mean, in a wedding, one of the things said is, um, like, if anybody knows why these this these two can't be married or whatever, speaking oh, out for right, right, right. well, if you don't want that yeah. to happen, then you <laughs> go elope. Then you elope. Okay. They can't okay. say anything if they ain't at the ceremony. So That's true. So I, I could see that scenario playing out. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But it just means you're still doing something shady. I don't think shady. I just think you're forcing people to mind their own business. True. There you go. True that. Uh-uh. Why you do that? <laughs> so, All right. So you ready to get back into this? I am ready to get back into this. All right. So Sam and Alice are attending one of Sam's cousin's elopements. Right. But due to a misunderstanding, all the Bradys believe that Sam and Alice are eloping. So now Carol wants to throw a surprise reception for the happy couple. Mm. Only they are only going bowling on the night of the so-called wedding. Okay. Mm-hmm. So scene 11. In the kitchen, Alice is getting ready to go to the store for groceries. She asks Carol, anything special you want me to add to the shopping list, Mrs. Brady? Carol says, uh... Well, you might get a couple of extra packages of rice. <laughs> Alice grabs her purse and agrees. Just then the doorbell rings. Alice turns to go answer it, but Carol stops her and says, Oh, you go right ahead. I'll get it. Alice heads out the back as Carol heads to the front door to answer it. Hmm. So wait, Alice is... Oh, oh, okay. I misunderstood. I, For some reason, I thought this scene, I thought Alice was going on her date. So my note is, so wait, Alice is going on her date in her uniform, but I didn't realize she was going to this. So wait a minute, why would Alice go to the supermarket without Carol? Carol can drive her. If Alice goes, she's nope. going to take the bus. Yep. And get shit for your own reception while you're out. Wow. Carol has <laughs> fucking steel balls. She, <laughs> But she's so thoughtful, Tech. She's, throw, she's throwing a reception, Tech, for Alice. <laughs> But she's making Alice go shopping for it. Alice is going to think it's quirky that she worked her ass off to <laughs> to set up her reception that is unwarranted because she's not getting married. All because her, <laughs> right. you know, her bosses are a bunch of nosy assholes that won't keep to themselves. That's charming, Tack. <laughs> exactly. So before we go on to the next scene. I had something to say before the next scene. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. So this kind of sets the tone for our next theory that we have. Okay. Well, that I have. Okay. I'm not going to speak for you, Jimmy, but. So in this next scene, Gladys, who is a temporary housekeeper, drops by unannounced and unexpected. Okay. Hmm. A live-in mysterious nanny, old woman nanny. Jimmy, I'm convinced okay. this is a Mrs. Doubtfire situation going on here. Okay. So you think this is Robin so, Williams? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. So Gladys, Mrs. Harris, right. is actually Mr. Martin, Oh, Carol's ex-husband and the girl's real father, dressed up as a woman, you know, so he can actually see his children for a change. <laughs> 
Exactly. Interesting. And the hints to this theory will be pointed out as we go through it for the next like two scenes. Mm. So that's yeah. interesting. Uh, you'll see. I'll show you. You'll see. And what's weird is Martin and Harris have the same number of letters. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Mind equals blown. Exactly. Do you uh, you can't see it because the camera sucks, but I got goose pimples. Um, scene 12. The front door continues to ring as Carol walks over and answers it. She opens the door and an older woman stands there with her purse. Carol says, yes. The woman says, I'm Gladys Harris. The employment agency referred me for the housekeeping job. Carol says, oh, yes. The agency said they'd phone before they sent anybody over. Gladys mm-hmm. says, oh, I'm afraid that's my fault. I just happened to be in the area, so I thought I'd drop by. I hope it's not inconvenient. Carol says, mm-hmm. oh, well, no, not at all. As a matter of fact, you have split second timing, Mrs. Harris. Mrs. Harris oddly looks around and says, oh, you have a lovely home. Carol says, thank you. I hope you know the job is just temporary. Mrs. Harris continues to show herself around the living room and looking up at the stairs, almost as if there's something she yearns to see is possibly up there. And I'm purposely going slow. (laughs) Mm. Carol goes Uh on. Our housekeeper is just going to be gone for a week or so. Mrs. Harris still weirdly looking around says, huh? Oh, I understand. Um, are there any special requirements? Mrs. Harris does a quick white glove test for dust at the table as Carol says, no, just the usual housekeeping, cleaning, laundry, watching after my kids, keeping up with my kids, babysitting my kids, helping them with the day-to-day problems, assigning all the small tasks in the kitchen, uh, giving me advice when I ask for it, going with us on family vacations to work, being forced to do things on those vacations that you don't want to do, always in uniform, never ask for any day off, Unless you're going to get married. (laughs) Working late, working early in the mornings, going shopping, bathing the dog, bathing the kids, disciplining the kids, give the kids advice, listening to the problems, coming up with solutions to the problems, potato sack races, and square dancing. Carol sighs and says, but I guess I should mention the fact that we have six children. Mrs. Harris thinks for a second and says, six? Six? Well, that's a lot of diapers under the bridge. Carol smiles and says, well, happily, that's all behind. Gladys awkwardly laughs her ass off for some reason and slaps Carol on the back, almost as if she had a personal vendetta against her. Hmm. (laughs) She says, I like you. Carol, confused by her behavior, says, oh, uh, why don't I show you the rest of the house? Carol leads Mrs. Harris off towards the kitchen. Mm. Mm. So they went ahead and got a replacement before they even knew if it was true. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yep. I mean, what's the worst that can happen, right? <laughs> well, technically, Carol just called the agency, but Mrs. Doubtfire here just showed up. Interesting. Funny how she knew where she lived, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Walks in, she's like, huh? And she's acting like really weird. She knew exactly when Alice around. left, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wait, hold on a second. 
Wait, Gladys and Alice? They almost sound the same. <laughs> right? Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. And when when she was like, um, we have six children. Right. Uh, Mrs. Harris was like, like, it was weird her reaction, her reaction to that. Because she didn't just be like, six? Wow, that's weird. She was like, she goes like, six. And she goes, six. Like, she was thinking. Like, oh, yeah. I only have three daughters. That's true. And then she was like, well, that's a lot of diapers on the bridge, huh? Damn. I'm expecting mm. Carol to go, oh, they're not all mine. And she goes, oh, really? Three mm. are mine, you know? Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Yeah. Or is it? (laughs) (laughs) Scene 13. As Carol brings Mrs. Harris into the kitchen, she says, I think you'll find the kitchen quite practical, Mrs. Harris. Carol looks up and sees Alice walking back into the house from the family room. Carol says, Alice. Alice walks into the kitchen and says, Hi, Mrs. Brady. I forgot the shopping list. Carol, in a panic, says, see, um, um, Mrs. Harris, Mrs. Harris, this is, um, um, Alice Nelson, and, um, Alice Nelson, this is, um, Mrs. Harris, uh, Mrs. Harris here is an old friend of the family, and she puts her arm around Mrs. Du- I mean, Mrs. Harris, looks at her in confusion and says, oh, what? Carol, trying to keep the facade, says, how are Jim and the kids, huh? Mrs. Harris gets the hint a little and tries to play along and says, oh, they're, uh, and Carol interrupts and says, I'll bet the boys have children of their own by now, don't they? (laughs) Mrs. Harris just nods in confusion. Carol goes on, how is Mary Jennings? (laughs) Mrs. Harris says, oh, well, Carol interrupts again and says, oh, well, I remember the good old times the three of us used to have. Mrs. Harris says, good times, yes. Wonderful. Alice still just stands there smiling while the train while this train wreck unfolds. Mrs. Harris, now uncomfortable, says, I better be going, old friend. Old friend. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'll cut it off and post. <laughs> That was so awesome seeing you go, stop, stop. (laughs) Let's say motherfucker quit. (laughs) Anyway, and she slips out of Carol's arms. Carol yells out as she leaves, Mrs. Harris, uh, Mrs. Harris. Mrs. Harris just looks at the crazy woman and runs out the door as fast as she can. Carol goes on, "Uh, I can't wait to get together again and relive those good old days. As she walks out the door, Mrs. Harris says, Good old days. Fantastic. Carol, still trying to keep it up. You know, like a liar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> says, be sure and give my love to everybody. Mrs. Harris shuts the door. Carol slowly turns back around to face Alice, who is confused as hell as to what she just witnessed. And then right behind her is Mrs. Yeah. Harris again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> She's seen in the upstairs window. <laughs> so why is Carol shaking the poor woman like that? Did you notice that? <laughs> She's yeah. shaking the piss out of that poor woman. Um, mm-hmm. 
Plus, wouldn't this was what I thought was weird? Some episodes back, quite a few times, Alice has mentioned her housekeeping union, right? Yeah. How come she didn't yeah. recognize Mrs. Harris from her housekeeping union? <laughs> I was totally expecting Alice to come in and go, oh, hey, Gladys, you know. Yeah, exactly. But she didn't. Hmm. So I thought it was kind of weird. <laughs> and housekeeping union, the initials are H-U. You know what else is H-U? What's that? Hot Dog University? (laughs) (laughs) And you know who eats hot dogs? Sam? Dogs eat hot dogs. And you know know what dogs are? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They like to be around people. Just like Mrs. (laughs) Doubtfire does. You get it. You get it. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so I thought Flo Hen was actually pretty funny in this scene. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. It's not a conspiracy. Oh, oh, okay. I thought it was just something weird, you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Scene 14. In the butcher shop, Alice is grabbing some of Sam's meat. (laughs) Sam says, listen, Alice. Balls make great gifts. No, he doesn't. (laughs) Sam says, listen, Alice. Bowling balls make great gifts. Alice argues, not for a newly married couple, Sam. Nobody wants to strike out on their honeymoon. (laughs) If you know what I'm saying. Right? Sam says, come on, Alice. What do you got against bowling balls? Alice says, they're just not sentimental. Sam says, oh, well, that might hold true for the ordinary run-of-the-mill bowling ball, but this is a matched his and hers. Alice says, Sam, that's about as romantic of a gift as a year's supply of chalk for their fingers. Hmm. (laughs) Sam, a little defensive, says, as it turns out, chalk was second on my list. Hmm. Alice sighs and says, that figures. Sam says, listen, Alice, you can holler about my always being late, gripe about the high prices of my meat, Hate my neckties, complain that you that your jaw's getting tired, but when it comes time <laughs> for bowling, you've got to have a little respect. Damn straight. Damn right. Alice snaps back. I've got respect for bowling, but Sam, two bowling balls. If Clara drops our present, she'll go on her honeymoon with ten broken toes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sam snickers and says Also, everyone who thinks that bowling balls make a rotten wedding gift doesn't have a whole lot of taste. Alice, now offended, puffs her chest out and says, well, is that so? Sam says, yeah. Alice says, well, as far as I'm concerned, Clara can elope with me Sunday. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, no, <there's> no... <laughs> that's a whole different TV show. <laughs> Clara can elope without me Sunday. Sam argues back. As far as I'm concerned, you don't have to go bowling with me Saturday. Alice now getting upset says, well, as far as I'm concerned, I won't. Mm. Alice then turns around and storms off in a huff. Damn right. Mm-hmm. But just before she leaves, she turns back around and says, and asks for a couple of things. Let me tell you this, Mr. Sam the Butcher. Ooh, Sam that's says, his, mm-hmm. That's his crime boss name. Alice gets pissed and goes on. You're always late. Your prices are too high. My jaw does get tired. And <laughs> that is the ugliest necktie I ever saw. And from now on, you can use your hand to tenderize your meat. <laughs> I thought that was funny. As Alice walks out, Sam grumbles and shakes a wiener at her and says, You'll get this, Alice. <laughs> hmm. uh, well, Mendy had a little something to say about this scene. Oh, okay. Take it away, Mendy. Let's talk about the scene when Alice and Sam get into their little argument in Sam's butcher shop. I had to laugh when Sam picked up that limp hot dog and waggled his weenie as Alice took off in a huff. (laughs) Waggled his weenie. (laughs) He waggled his weenie. You'll get this soft, saggy weenie. Um, That's funny. So I guess like his and hers bowling balls would be a good gift, assuming like the couple eat, sleeps, and breathes bowling, right? That's true. Uh, yeah. So you're know. saying you agree with Sam? Well, I don't know. I don't know if they're just average bowlers or they like hardcore bowlers. Like, you know, like I, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. So hmm. Yeah. I see your point though. Like if they if that's like they're if they met bowling or something, like then I, I guess I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um but chalk? They didn't have rosin back then? Like yeah. Rosin, no. I don't think rosin's a new thing. They've been using it on violin bows for years. I mean, in bowling, you don't use chalk. You use rosin. But Oh, I didn't even think about that. I think um, I was thinking of chalk for like like when you played, what's this called? Jerking off? <laughs> pool. Pool. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, not not like, I mean, pull the chalk for your hand, not for like yeah, the yeah, cue yeah. stick. Yeah. Um. I must have misunderstood what the, what she meant by getting them a set of bowling balls. Because I put down, I don't even bowl anymore, and I still have three bowling balls. But I'm obviously misunderstood. <laughs> okay. Um, but um, I think that's the most pissed we've ever seen Alice. Like, her whole her whole voice changes in that one. It's almost oh, like. yeah, for sure. It's almost like she changed. It was a, I don't know, like she was a different, like a different person. <laughs> Text gonna be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry I sent this to you. Holy crap. <laughs> no, I'm loving it. Our listeners probably are, but I'm not. <laughs> All right. Scene a 15. In the den, Mike and Carol look through some documents as Mike says, Now this might be the ideal home for Alice and Sam. It's moderately priced and it's well built. Just then, Alice walks into the room and says, Excuse me. Carol says, what is it, Alice? Alice says, it's what you say to someone when you pretend you didn't mean to interrupt them, but that's not important now. <laughs> See, I would have expected Carol to go, what? Like, because they're literally talking about her. 
Now she says, uh, well, you remember I asked for Saturday night off? Mike, while putting the papers away, says, well, as a matter of fact, we got to talking about that. And we decided what you really need is a week off. Mm. Maybe two. Mm. Alice, a little confused, asks, two weeks for a bowling match? Carol. (laughs) Oh, okay. I thought that was the right time. (laughs) Carol smiles at Mike and says, well, bowling can be a pretty strenuous sport, Alice. Mike chuckles. Alice says, I don't understand. Mike says, well, she means like fucking. That's what she's trying to talk about. exactly. (laughs) No, Mike says, well, the important thing is that we understand. Exactly. Alice says, well, then maybe you'll understand what I'm about to say then. Hmm. I don't even need Saturday off. Oh, shit. What are you going to do with that? Carol asks, why not? Alice is like, fuck, I got to explain everything to you. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Well, Sam and I had a fight. And the bowling dates off. Carol looks at Mike with concern as Mike says, you broke your bowling date? Carol stands up and walks over to Alice and says, Alice, that is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Alice confused says, well, I appreciate your concern, but it's only a bowling date. Mike expressing empathy says, but it's a very important bowling date. <laughs> isn't it, Alice? And tries to look at her in the eyes. Isn't it? Look at me. Isn't it? <laughs> you can tell, you can, Alice, you can tell me. You can tell me, Alice, you can tell me. It is important, isn't it? If it's important to you. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's funny. Can't wait till I can get my own music to play. Because <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll play towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to join in on the joke and he always cut it. <laughs> I'm like, well, oh, okay, we're done. <laughs> Joke's done. <laughs> you know, it's okay. <laughs> Why can't I ever have the music playing for my jokes, Jimmy? <laughs> no, I do. Because some, honestly, sometimes like I feel like I cut in and like it's not very funny. So then I get embarrassed and I stop it really quick. <laughs> so that for real, that's why I stop it. <laughs> Just let it go. Like, have confidence. If we don't like it, we'll cut it in post. It's not a live show. I mean, it's, I mean, because I, I go on a limb, I'm like, ooh, ooh, this would be funny. And then, like, the joke hits, and then, and sometimes I'm just like. Oh, God. All right. <clears throat> Alice just shrugs and says, well, that's the way the pins fall. Anyway, Sam's not the best fish in the ocean. Alice turns to walk out, but not without turning back and says, Of course, I'm not the best bait either. Alice awkwardly smiles and walks out the door to go dress in black and write shitty poetry. Carol turns to her husband and in a sad tone says, Oh, Mike. Mike sadly sighs. Alice looks like she's kind of getting impatient with all this. <laughs> like a couple of times she looked like she was getting a little bit frustrated. But also Alice has like no confidence at all. What the hell? Well, she never really yeah. has. She always joked about her looks or her weight or whatever. But we saw that one scene where she dressed in that French maid outfit. Everybody's like, Alice. <laughs> 
My. <laughs> All right. Scene 16. Back at the butcher shop, the boys stand at the counter talking with Sam. Peter pipes up and says, Alice is really sorry about everything. Sam asks, did she say so? Greg says, I mean, you can read it on her face. <laughs> Bobby adds, Sam, you've got to take Alice bowling. Sam asks, it's that important, huh? Bobby says, sure is. I can almost play the whole song on my organ. <laughs> Sam asks, what song? Greg interjects, grabs Bobby by the back of the neck and says, uh, it's called Shut My Mouth Blues. He looks back at Sam and asks, what do you say, Sam? Peter adds, please. Sam thinks for a second and says, no, I'm sorry. Alice has to make the first move. Sam just shakes his head. Hmm. So why is it so important for the family for them to get married? Like, what do they <laughs> think know. it's going to happen? What do they think it's going to solve? Like, they're still going to argue. They're still going to bicker and shit. Like, what? I don't know. I think it's like, it's all about like, it'll make Alice happy or something. I don't know. Hmm. All right. <laughs> Scene 17. We quickly cut back to the kitchen where Alice is also just shaking her head and says, mm. sorry, Sam has got to make the first move. As the camera pulls back, we see all the girls standing with her as she prepares a turkey for the oven. Marsha asks, but what if he doesn't? Alice simply says, then I just won't go bowling with him. Marsha <laughs> continues, Alice, we're not just talking about bowling. We're talking about that dick. <laughs> <laughs> eh, you know, that dick with balls and that dick, you get it. 710 splits with them legs. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying. 710 splits with them legs. Yeah. Sorry. Alice sarcastically says, Oh, I thought you were talking about bowling. Alice lifts the turkey in the pan and walks towards the oven as she says, No. Sam's balls are now in Sam's hand. <laughs> Jen says, but Alice, he was meant for you. You understand him. Alice thinks for a second and says, I understand this turkey too, but that doesn't mean I have to go bowling with it. I'm just a geek with a squeaky voice. Screech. As Alice loads the turkey in the oven, Jen gives a look of pleading to the other girls. Marcia just shrugs. Man, Alice is so damn patient. <laughs> this would irritate the piss out of me by now. Um, but now I would have turned around and been like, what the fuck is you guys' problem? Like, it's fucking bowling. Like, like it's, it's bowling. What does it matter? Like, it's fucking bowling. Like, why are you guys bugging me about this shit? Just let me do my job. Damn. It's bad if I can wear the stupid-ass uniform all the time. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> God. Like, you know what? I will take two weeks off. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I need to get yeah. away from you people for two weeks. And why she turn away a two week vacation that was going to be handed to her? Mm. So like, no, it's like yeah, I don't even need one day off. Fuck it. Because she she's imagining what that house is going to be like when she gets back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she's like, hell no, hell no. Like I told my lawn guy the same thing. I'm like, you know, if you're in a hurry, man, you can just bypass the weed eating and edging stuff. And he's like, no, it's going to make it harder for me next time when I got to mow. I'm like, okay. <laughs> So that's how Carol's, that's how Alice is thinking. She's like, hell no, I don't want two weeks off. Are you kidding? It's going to take me a month to catch up. <laughs> True that. Scene 18. In the den, Mike is hard. 
<laughs> Hard at work at his drafting table. <laughs> well, you guessed it. Carol's right next to him. <laughs> Sorry. Carol stands right next to him as he works. Mike says, Honey, I am sorry that Alice and Sam had that argument, but I really don't think we should meddle. Carol, like a child, asks, Not even one tiny little metal? <laughs> Teeny weeny metal? Just a little one? Mike <laughs> chuckles and says, If you need something to do, we can let Alice go and you can clean and <laughs> No, that would have been cool if he would have said that. Now he <laughs> says, What kind of meddling did you have in mind? Carol says, the kind where you invite Sam over, Alice opens the door and skyrockets go off. Mike asks, skyrockets? Oh, you mean fireworks. <laughs> no, Mike says. Call back to the kiss one. <laughs> hell yeah. No, Mike says, yes. Well, that only happens on the 4th of July. And to Bobby. No, Peter? Bobby. It is Bobby, yeah. Bobby, yeah. Besides. I don't have any reasons to invite Sam over. Carol mm. lights up, walks over to the phone and says, ah, yes, you said you would call Sam back and let him know what you found about low cost housing. Didn't you? Mm. Mike turns to her and says, true, but that's before he and Alice had the argument. Carol <laughs> says, yes, but Sam doesn't know that you know that that information was for himself and not for a friend. Mike nods and says, true, but he'll think I know. Carol, still holding up the phone, says, yeah, but as long as he thinks and he doesn't know that you think that he, um, Carol stops in confusion at her own thought. Mike goes on, you're about three thinks I know ahead of me. I mean, hmm. I don't know. Mike throws his hands in the air, sighs and says, I don't think I know. Do you know? Carol, still confused and holding the phone, simply says, no. That'd be funny if you heard, do, do, do. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up. And <laughs> Carol walks over to the phone, still in her hand, and says, Mike. Mike asks, hmm? Carol hands him the phone with a pleading look and asks, could you just call Sam and invite him over? Mike sighs and says, well, Okay. Maybe if we're, if we're this confused, he'll be too confused to refuse. Hmm. Mike chuckles as Carol hands him the receiver. Hmm. Hmm. So when Carol says the, yeah, but as long as he thinks and he doesn't know like that whole thing, mm -hmm. I don't know if you heard in the audio, but there's like a burp sound in the <laughs> audio no, I didn't when know she that. says that line. Cause I heard it and I was like, what was that? And then Randy was in the room my son and i was like listen to this real quick and uh, he's like what i was like listen what she's saying this line and then it was like when i think i think and you're like uh and i was like did you hear that and he's like sound like somebody burped i'm like right i wonder if one of the crew members burped that'd be funny <clears> if they didn't i don't know just it was I don't know, it was weird it, this scene to me this scene felt needlessly confusing like it didn't really add anything having it confusing at all you know no, I, mean? I think it's just supposed to be funny, I think. Well, I mean, at first, I don't think the scene really added anything except to, to establish that Sam's coming over, but it just felt yeah. needlessly confusing, and it just, I don't know, it just felt confusing. It's just the old joke about they know that we know that they know we know, you know? 
Yeah. It's that whole joke that it's in like almost every sitcom. Oh, oh, in that case. <laughs> well done. Yep. <laughs> Scene 19. Later, the doorbell rings. Shocking. <laughs> Alice goes running. No. Alice goes to answer it. And wouldn't you know, it's Sam at the door holding his meat. <laughs> Alice looks at him with the evil eye and coldly says, yes. Sam sighs and says, I came to see Mr. Brady. Alice says, and whom shall I say is calling? Sam angrily says, you know damn well I'm not, I'm not on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> See, they should have made that. That would have been hilarious because that's something that <laughs> Sam would say because he's a fucking moron. <laughs> now he goes, you know Don well who's calling. Meanwhile, Mike and Carol over here from the kitchen table as Alice says, oh, now I recognize you. It's Mighty Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Sam rolls his eyes and says, look who's talking. You got a tongue sharp enough to slice salami. Alice grits her teeth and narrows her eyes at him. Meanwhile, in the kitchen, Mike asks Carol, what happened to the skyrockets you promised? Mm -hmm. Carol says, well, sometimes they fizzle out. Back at the door, Sam asks, now are you going to invite me in, or does Mr. Brady have to come out here to talk to me? Alice motions for him to come in. He thanks her and steps inside. Sam stops at the living room steps and says, now, if you will be good enough to announce me, maid. Alice, not finding any humor in this, says, skip the formality, Sam. Just let me have the meat order, and you can be on your way to the sporting goods store to pick up those his and her bowling balls. Sam says, for your information, bowling balls are out this season, Mm. and uh, electric mixers are in. Alice calms down and asks, electric mixers? Sam confirms, electric mixers. Alice smiles and says, now that's romantic. Sam chuckles and says, so's this. <laughs> There's a little something special in here for you, Alice. And he hold, he's holding like this box in front of him. <laughs> Why do you have a Pringles container in front of your pants? <laughs> and, uh, he says, a little something special in here for you, Alice. He gives his meat to her and says, Four extra lamb chops and pink panties. Sam just laughs. Alice smiles and says, Oh, Sam, it couldn't be better if it was 14 karat gold. Sam says, Listen, meat is more expensive than gold today. Sam laughs and goes on. Well, I just couldn't figure another way to say I was sorry. Alice nods her head and says, I'm sorry too, Sam. Sam sheepishly asks, Well, then... Everything's on again for Saturday night? Alice nods and says, Everything just as we planned it. Sam says, Great, great. Alice, trying to make amends, says, And that's a lovely necktie. And my jaw doesn't get that sore. (laughs) Back in the kitchen, Carol smiles and says to Mike, There go your skyrockets. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, lastly, Mendy had this to say about this scene. Hmm. Okay. Did I just hear that line correctly? 
<laughs> when Sam and Alice make up while standing in the Brady foyer, did Sam just tell Alice as a surprise he put a pair of pink panties <laughs> in the meat delivery? Why on earth would Alice want to put on a pair of panties that have been sitting up aside raw meat? That is disgusting. Well, I guess we'll cancel our order to uh, our, our package to Mendy tomorrow, Tech. Mm. <laughs> guess we'll cancel it. Yeah. Wonder Gee, if we can stop UPS. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't even. I didn't even think about that. <clears throat> um, but I did have something similar. One of my notes says, <laughs> "I think lamb chops and pink panties was Mindy's nickname in high school." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's your second time here. We feel like you're one of us now, so <laughs> it could have easily been, and it was tax nickname too. So, yeah. um, but no, that was kind of strange. Um, all that build up, and then they just <laughs> resolve it that easily. Like that's it. All it takes is them talking about. It. Like they could have solved that. Back in like scene seven, like, <laughs> well, he decided that the bowling balls was a stupid idea. Well, right, but no help from the Brady's, like nothing. Just mm-hmm. he figured it out all on his own. That's that was kind of lame. That was a letdown. <laughs> I mean, um, that scene kind of made me feel like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, after I got the. All the audio clips from Mindy, like she also sent a follow-up email that said, um, she explains that she looked it up to see what lamb chops and pink panties actually meant. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're aware, Jimmy, and what it actually, what they're referring to. No. But it's the, like, you ever see, like, lamb chops, like, dressed on a plate? So they have, like, this little paper, like, ballerina-type dress that's, like, around oh, the Oh, kind of like, like on old, like on old-school cartoons when they had turkey yeah. and they had those little things around the legs? Yeah, yeah, the type of paper dressing that goes on them. Those that's okay. called those are called panties, I guess. And it was pink, so pink panties. Huh. Okay, so that's what that means. So, okay, that yeah. must be uh, jive talk for butchers. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right, scene twenty. So it's Saturday night, bowling night. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Oh shit. You might well, as well just play this one through the whole you scene. You don't say, I think you do. You didn't even say that. You're like, oh, you should you play it for me. And then you don't even finish the joke. I didn't even hear you. Because <laughs> no, I was like, if you know what I mean, you always go in. I think you do. But I've noticed the last like four times I played it. You didn't say that shit. I say it every time you hear it. It's and then you like, always say it behind me, too. It's almost <laughs> like you've changed. <laughs> All right. So it's Saturday night, bowling night. Yeah. yeah. And we're about to hear the hottest, the dirtiest, mm. the most risque, and the mm. sexiest scene in Brady history. Mm-hmm. So lay down by the fire and snuggle in. Mm. Alice and Sam walk through the living room. Wearing matching red bowling shirts, carrying their balls. <laughs> Alice says, Well, folks, this is it. Mike and Carol stand by as they prepare to head out. Carol says, It sure is, Alice. 
Sam says, biggest night of my life. Mm, yeah. Mike nudges Sam in the arm as he says, yeah, the big matchup. Huh, Sam? Uh, mm. Sam says, boy, if I survive tonight, there will be no stopping me. Oh, yeah. Alice says, I'll be right there keeping score. Mm. Mike says, yeah. Well, happy bowling as they head towards the door. Carol says, now, Alice, you just relax and we'll keep the house neat and tidy. Alice mm. says, we'll only be gone a little while, Mrs. Brady. Same as <laughs> unless I strike out the first match. Mm. Then we all, then we'll all be home sooner. They all just mm. chuckle. Carol smiles and says, now, Alice, you take all the time you need. Alice mm. says, oh, thanks. But Sam can never stay awake very long after we've been bowling. Oh, shit. They all just laugh. Alice says, let's get at it, Sam. As they turn to leave, Mike stops all the fun for just a moment as he reaches out for Sam's hand to shake. And with a very serious tone, he says, you take care of our girl. Will you? Sam says, sure thing, Mr. Brady. Alice says, we'll be back in a couple of hours. And they head out the door. Mm. Damn, that was hot. I, I turned myself on. <sighs> you turned me on, and I'm no, not even attracted well, yeah, that's to a you. Given, but. <laughs> After they leave, Carol turns to Mike and asks, be back in a couple of hours? Mike scratching his chin in thought and says, yeah? He quickly thinks and says, we've got to get everything ready by then. Carol agrees and they run off. So the name of the bowling team was Meat Packers. <laughs> that was awesome. Is that what it said on a shirt? Yeah, on the back of their shirts it said Meat Packers. That's funny. Um, <laughs> look at Alice busting out with a sex joke. They were all busting out with a sex joke. I know. They're like, Mike, oh, he can't Carol follow, and- He can't stay awake long after we bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa. All of that was fucking hot. Well, yeah. <sighs> Putting chalk all over his balls. That's some freaky shit. <laughs> my, my, my. Mm. <laughs> I'm just a weird guy, and I'd sure like to see everyone vote for him. So. <laughs> Thought you were going somewhere with it. <laughs> no. All right, scene a 21. Later that night, Sam and Alice returned from bowling outside the front door. Alice says, Thanks, Sam. That was a lot of fun. Sam chuckles and says, It was. Boy, we should took the starch out of that laundry team, didn't we? <laughs> As Alice gets her keys out, she says, How about a cup of coffee? Mm-hmm. Sam we know says, what that means. We know what that's code for. <laughs> How about mm-hmm. that cup of coffee? And he says, uh, maybe a half a cup. You know, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> oh. Did you want me to keep He says. <laughs> maybe a half a cup. You know, we got to get up early tomorrow for my cousin Clara. <laughs> 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 maybe we shouldn't play there. <laughs> like we got to get it up early tomorrow. I mean, up early tomorrow. <laughs> we got to get up early tomorrow for cousin Clara's elopement. As Alice opens the front door, <laughs> they enter into a dark house. Once inside, the family turns on all the lights, throw confetti, and yell, Surprise! You didn't yell surprise to me. Oh, surprise! Surprise! 
The house is decorated with streamers and paper bells all around. Over in the dining room, the table is decorated with a cake, punch, and a big banner that reads, Welcome, Bride and Groom. Bobby sits in the corner, fingering his organ to the tune of the wedding march as everyone blows paper horns and throws confetti. And you know Alice will have to clean that shit up later. Exactly. <laughs> Alice and Sam will look around in confusion. Greg snaps a few pictures as everyone runs over and hugs the supposed newlyweds. They walk Alice and Sam over to the punch table, and they are each handed some champagne. Mike says, I'd like to make a toast to the newlyweds. Sam says, I'll drink to that. Who got married? <laughs> Mike and Carol just laugh as Mike says, bowling date, huh? <laughs> Carol holds up her champagne and says, to Alice and Sam. Sam looks at Alice and asks, Alice and Sam? Alice equally confused asks, us? Carol smiles and says, Alice, we couldn't be happier. The kids all yell, speech, speech. Alice says, well, I'm sorry. I don't have a speech for this occasion. Mostly on account because there is no occasion. <laughs> Carol asks, what do you mean, Alice? Didn't you and Sam elope tonight? Alice looks at Sam and says, we never even shook hands. What made you think we got married? Mike suggests circumstantial evidence. Sam says, I got it. I bet they confused us with my cousin Clara. Greg asks, Clara? Alice says, yeah, Clara's going to elope tomorrow, and Sam and I are going to stand up for the bride and groom. And then Sam smacks her and says, oh, bitch, I told you to be quiet about that. <laughs> Somebody talking to no. you? <laughs> Mike and Carol just laugh as Carol says, oh, no. Alice, I'm so sorry. We thought, and Mike interrupts, he says, I think we goofed. Oh, please accept our apologies. Sam says, oh, sure. We'll accept your apologies. I'll also accept a little more champagne. Oh. <laughs> Man. No. <laughs> Mike laughs and says, okay, coming up. And he pours more for Sam. Alice smiles, looks at Sam and says, Sam, uh, as long as they went to all this trouble, she gives him the eyebrows, which are like this. Oh, the, the Greg creepy eyebrows? <laughs> Sam takes the hint, puts his glass of champagne down, puts his armor on Alice and says, Alice, say no more. Folks, I have a very important announcement to make. The rest of the family is in shock at the anticipation. Sam looks Alice in the eyes and goes on. Tonight, Alice and I advance to the finals in the bowling tournament. Alice has a look of disappointment as Sam and the others all just laugh at their maid. <laughs> oh, man. She'll be alone forever. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, what's kind of fucked up is... Alice is going to have to clean all that confetti. Like, yeah, that's fucked yeah. up. Like, cause you know, Carol ain't going to help. You know, Carol's not going to be like, take the rest of that off. Alice. That's cool. This is for you. She's got to clean all that shit up. <laughs> it's really like, the next morning. She'll be like, you left that mess for me. It's like, yes, I told you this is for you. <laughs> <laughs> but also I said it last night, Carol wearing those fucking ugly ass beats again. 
Damn it, I didn't see it. First of all, she's wearing those ugly ass beads. Second, get your fucking hair out of your face like a fucking 13 year old boy and put it. I mean, you're on camera for God's sakes. Like, why would you have her hair like that? You can't even see half her face. I don't know. I didn't notice. And of course, Peter had to wear a suit. (laughs) (laughs) I think Greg did too. It's just funny because they've been wearing suits that, like, it's in their own house. Like, what does it matter? (laughs) Nobody else is there except family. Why are they wearing suits? (laughs) Just be wearing PJs. Yeah. <laughs> um, why do they because when they first arrive Alice and Sam they're like he's like well I better only take a half a cup because we got to get up early in the morning for you know cousin Claire's wedding but I thought the wedding was until 8pm the next night or is it in the morning <laughs> um, yeah that's true unless they have to travel to go to it well, no, because Alice no, said all she needed was the night off. Oh, maybe it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She didn't ask for it because Mike had to specify, you can take the whole day off. She was going to work yeah. all day. So Alice would have to wake up at her normal Saturday no, time. No, no, no. She was only asking for Saturday night off. Right. Sunday was the wedding. Oh, oh, oh. She must have Sundays off or something. Okay. All right. So... But I, th- I swear, I thought they said, I know they said bowling was at eight, but I thought they also, because remember even the reverend was like, hey, you better tell your fucking cousin to get there at eight o'clock sharp because I got another wedding at fucking nine. Right. Like, was that in the morning or at night? It has to be. Must be. Who would get married at eight o'clock at night? <laughs> I just thought she was a raging lonely heart. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe hmm. I misheard. Hmm. That is a good point, though. Scene 22. The next evening, after the elopement, Alice stands in the living room wearing a white dress, which I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to do at a wedding, but whatever. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Alice in tears says, Cousin Clara never looked prettier. It was the nicest elopement I ever went to. That's that's Alice crying. <laughs> Why are you sniffling? It's just, she was just fake crying. Like She wasn't really crying. Like You're over there... No, I'm teasing. Oh. <laughs> um, Carol says, boy, it must have been to have to have moved you so. Alice says, even Sam was affected. We're engaged. <laughs> Carol gets super excited and exclaims, Alice, congratulations. Mike and Carol both stand up and Carol asks, when is the big day? Alice says, well, I got Sam pretty well pinned down now. The place, the hour, the date. Just one thing he won't commit to. Mike and Carol both ask what that is. Alice sadly says, the century. <laughs> and they all go, Alice. And then freeze frame. She just sits and laughs. My only note is, was Alice a bridesmaid? Why was she wearing that dress? I know, right? Well, she, she couldn't have been a bridesmaid because like was- it was an elopement. Well, that's what she was. Well, she was the maid of honor because she's a maid. So, well, you know, if you're, she's the only one there. You're also the maid of honor. <laughs> she's the only one there other than the bride and groom. So, I mean. Yeah, I don't know why she's wearing a white dress. She looked like the the bride is what she looked like. Right, right. Hmm. Okay. Well, anyways, yeah. that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. Yay. So, Jimmy. Yeah. I have an email to read. Nice. Mm-hmm. So this one comes to us from Mark. Mark. Okay. Mm-hmm. He says, 
Hi guys. Hi. <laughs> it sounds like it. Oh. He goes, hi guys. I'm an avid listener and just wanted to say that you make me laugh out loud every time I listen to your podcast. Nice. I'm a Brady super fan and I love your hilarious show. I'm actually a relative to another sitcom legend, Jackie Gleason. Really? And I just wanted you to know that you two guys are awesome. You make me laugh. Keep it up and keep it going. P.S. Would you consider breaking down any of the Brady spinoffs? Brady Brides, A Very Brady Christmas. Oh, yeah. Just a thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, of course, I um, told him that, yes, we do plan on doing that next season. That's what yes. we're Exactly. That's plans. what season six is going to be all about. Mm-hmm. Hell to the and, end. And uh, he also sent another email real quickly right behind it saying, I also had the pleasure of meeting Flo Hen in 76. Wow. Um, her daughter, Barbara, went to a small private Catholic school in L.A. and wanted her to have her confirmation at my school, which I guess was called St. Paul's. Okay. In return, Florence sang at the ceremony in our church. Needless to say, it was something I've never forgotten. That Keep it up, cool. you two. Mark. That's awesome. Yeah, that's Good pretty awesome. That's cool. Right. So Jackie Gleason, that's pretty cool. That is pretty. Think cool. we can get him on the podcast? <laughs> well, you know, you know what's strange. What is okay? Just hear me out. This episode was all about elopement, right? Yeah. Jackie Gleason was on the honeymooners. <laughs> that's wild. That is wild. Hmm. Mm. All right. But anyway, that's pretty cool being related to Gleason and also that seeing Flohan. Yeah. That's kind of neat. So so we appreciate you, Mark, sending that email. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much. And um, as you know, Mark, we did uh, have fun here today. But don't yeah. be offended. We do love the show. And we're not racist or sexist. No, we are not. And we would personally like to thank our producers from Patreon because without you, this wouldn't be possible. And of course, mm. we're looking at you, Jenny and Jen. Mm-hmm. We're looking at you guys. We're not We're not like checking you out. I mean, we might be. Depends on what you're wearing. But <laughs> we're looking yeah. at you guys. Because mm-hmm. without you, like you guys took a chance on us and you guys started that big ball rolling. And uh, we joke, but we do appreciate it. We genuinely appreciate it. We appreciate all our Patreon subscribers. So thank you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to hand out some homework assignments. Well, Jimmy and I yes. both are. First one is to check out the website at AVeryBradyPodcast.com. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and CastBox. Tell two friends about the show, and if you don't like the show, then go get eloped and tell the reverend. I don't know. Tell the reverend. Tell the reverend. Ooh, there we go. Tell Be the like, reverend. hey, they had a reverend on the Brady Butt. You should watch that. See, there you go. That's how you do it. <laughs> Let your in. <laughs> Send an email to the show, just like Mark did, and tell us how you like or dislike the show at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in on the conversations and all the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. Did you see what I posted right before we recorded? I'm not, no, not, not right before we recorded. <laughs> I posted a, I took a screen grab from uh, the episode where. <laughs> when uh, the three girls, Mike and Carol, all turn to Alice with the creepy smiles right. and like, right, <laughs> I a shot of that and I posted. <laughs> you should, you should have done one of the filters like from um, Snapchat. Been funny. <laughs> no, I forgot about that. Um, if you would like to be a producer, if you're like, hey, 
All the cool kids are doing this Patreon thing for Very Brady Podcast. I want to get in on that. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to be a producer, check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very Brady Podcast. Yep. And check out our Instagram at a very Brady Podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real time updates like, you know, if the show's going to be late, if it's going to be late, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm hmm. Um, you can also check out our network, which is called the Retro Network at theretronetwork.com. Check out our T Public store for merch. Link is in the description of this very episode. Mm hmm. And send in some audio clips like Mendy did. And we do want to thank Mendy again for sending those in. That's yeah, awesome. We appreciate, appreciate that. And I was just kidding. That's not really your nickname in high school. I don't know what your nickname <laughs> was. Yeah. And the most important thing, go out there and watch the Brady Bunch. Go check it out. Go watch it. Yes. If maybe you haven't seen the Brady Bunch, but you listen to our show, then you're weird. Exactly. And something's wrong with you. But you should watch the Brady Bunch. You should watch the Brady Bunch, yeah. And so maybe you're thinking, well, I mean, where do I even begin? Yeah. And Jimmy is going to tell you what episode you should probably watch next. On the next episode, we look at season five, episode 13, Miss Popularity. Mm. Jen makes a bunch of promises to be elected most popular girl in her class, but backs out of them after she wins the election. Meanwhile, Mike and Carol try to make plans for their second honeymoon. Oh, it's the honeymoon again. Ooh, la la. Hmm, so I guess you could say they were honeymooners. Whoa. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Creepy. It is creepy. <laughs> well, one more thing before we leave, and you can cut sure. all this out if you don't want to talk about it. <clears throat> um, after last week's episode, me and Tack got talking off air. Mm-hmm. And that's it. All right. I've been to no, geez. Um, we were talking off air and I was telling tech, it would be so cool to go up to Kings Island and doing that. And I kind of mentioned on the show, I was like, how cool would it be to go to Kings Island and actually like try to find the camera angles and stuff? Tech's like, yeah, whatever, man. That, I guess that'd be cool. And I'm like, no, no, for real. It'd be really awesome. He's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then, and then I was like, damn, can you please let me go to the bathroom in peace? <laughs> Well, at least it was the phone this time and not in person. At least I wasn't knocking like, Tack, Tack, I have this idea. Can you just unlock the door real quick? Um, (laughs) But anyways, we had this idea that how cool would it be to go to Kings Island in Cincinnati and actually try to find the camera angles and try to find the rides and everything. It just kind of, it wouldn't be like any kind of reenactment of the episode, but it would definitely be like a, this is the camera angle. This is the spot for this shot. This is what it looked like back then. And maybe show, you know, the scene and then show, you know, our footage and everything. Um, so I got curious and I started to look up on YouTube to see if anybody has done it before. And somebody has, somebody has done yeah. it. There's a YouTuber by the name of, uh, Cincy bros coaster three, six, five. That's ah. C I N C Y. I almost bros. named my son that exactly. I did too. Yeah. Bros coaster three, six, five. Right. And what this guy did was he did exactly like we were talking about. Apparently he used to work at the park, which is even more fascinating to me, mm-hmm. but he finds, I only watched part one. I still need to watch part two, but he finds all the camera angles that we were talking about. And he even goes as far as to say, this is where the camera angle was at. But that ride's no longer there. But if we set up the camera in the same spot, this is what you would see. This is what it looked like before. This is what it looks like now. So me yeah. and Tack got thinking about it. And it's like, how cool would it be if we reached out to this guy? We haven't yet. 
<clears throat> yeah, because we want our producers in on this and we want our listeners in on this. Yeah. Is that even something you guys are interested in? If we decided to go to Cincinnati and meet up with this YouTuber to try and, and do a collaboration and kind of show, you know, Hey, this is where Alice plowed through that little kid or whatever. Um, just, yeah. is that something you guys would even be interested in? Or are you content with showing this guy? Cause we can put this in the show notes, right? Tech? Um, yeah, yeah, we could. So we can put that in the show notes if you guys are interested in it at all. Um, so what, what, you're, what you're proposing is us shooting a video, what you're saying, right? Yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah, shooting a video showing all the same spots and all that yeah. for, yeah. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. So we're curious what you guys think. Um, if that's something you guys are interested in, then we'll, me and Tech will definitely start planning it. If it's one of those things where you're just like, eh, I don't know, like, you know, if I wanted to see it, I can go on my own kind of thing. That's you're not going to hurt our feelings. That's fine too. Um, this has just as much to do with you guys as it does me attack. So that's why we're asking. So um, yeah, maybe a fun little summer trip. I think so. Mm. Yeah. Because we had thought also about the Brady Bunch house, but there's been a thousand and one you know tours of the Brady Bunch house. But well, there hasn't been very many videos. Even, What's that? Can't even get inside the Brady Bunch house anyway. But yeah, so. that's true. But this we can, and this has history. Yep. So. So mm-hmm. let, let us know what you think. Uh, if it's a good idea, if it's a bad idea, if you don't really care either way, let us know. Yeah. So, cool, cool. Do you have anything to say on that, Ty? Uh, no, that's it. Okay. All right. In that case, I have been Jimmy. And I've been Tack. And this has been a very Brady podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoting. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.